You are listening to the Best in Wealth Podcast, episode number 148. This is the Best in Wealth Podcast, a show for successful family stewards who want real answers about wealth and investing so we can feel secure about our family's future. At the Best in Wealth Podcast, we think differently about wealth and investing, and you should too. Well, hello everyone. My name is Scott Wellens, and I'm your host of the Best in Wealth Podcast. Now, this is a show dedicated to helping real people that is you, my friend, build real wealth so together we can take family stewardship to the next level. I am a certified financial planner, a fiduciary, an educator, a Dave Ramsey smart investor pro and a wealth advisor. It is great to be with you today. If you're a first-time listener, welcome. If you're a long-time listener, thanks for coming back and tuning in each and every week. Today's episode is the new normal. But before we get to the topic of the day, even though this is (laughs) related to the topic, welcome to the new normal. I find myself saying welcome to the new normal a lot these days. I say it to myself when I'm about to shake somebody's hand and I can't, I say to myself, welcome to the new normal. I'm a touchy guy. I like to hug. I like to pat people on the back. It has not been good for me. You know, but I say it to my kids too. You know, it's summertime now. When I tell them to go clean the kitchen and I get some pushback from them, I say, kids, Welcome to the new normal. I say it then too, saying there's no free lunch anymore, kids. Welcome to the new normal. There will be jobs around the house. You know, I say it to my wife too when we have to tighten the spending plan and she gives me that look. You guys know what that look is, don't you? And I say to her, welcome to the new normal. Well, this COVID crisis is definitely new. There's no arguing that it is new to all of us. Not shaking hands anymore, social distancing, face masks, no Green Bay Packers, or maybe the sport you like, no concerts, no large gathering. But you know what's not new? The phrase, the new normal, is not new. Here's an example. August 13th, 1979, cover of Business Week was titled The Death of Equities. Inflation back then was destroying, well, just about everything, including the stock market. They called inflation, wait for it, the new normal. It was absolutely devastating people. As far as the stock market goes, the article went on. It is dead. It doesn't work. It's a loser's game. This is the new normal. Maybe a couple of people will get lucky on a single stock or two, but in general, you will not make money in the stock market any longer. Welcome to the new normal. Let's get to the topic of the day. 
All right, topic of the day, the new normal. And yes, of course you know that because I've already been talking about the new normal. But let's talk about the new normal as it pertains to the market, to your 401k, to your IRA, as it pertains to stock returns in general, but asset returns too, like value and small and international and emerging. I mean, what can we learn from the past that is predictive in the moment? Think about that for a second. Take a look at every recession we've been able to measure. How did the stock market respond? What can we learn from the past that is predictive of this moment? The answer, my friends, is almost nothing. People say it's different this time. And you know what? (laughs) They're right. It is different this time. It's different because this one is a pandemic, a pandemic that we've never seen before. There are several others, though, that maybe you've forgotten about or weren't born for. Example is the high inflation that I talked about at the beginning in the 70s and 80s. Oil, Vietnam and other wars, the savings and loan crisis, Black Monday, the Asian financial crisis, the dot-com bubble, the Great Recession of 2008, and more, many, many, many more. Every financial crisis has a different cause. And crises keep happening. Why? Because they're not predictable. I mean, we don't sit around and think about or realize that if downturns in the market were predictable, things would self-correct real easy. I mean, that's the forward-looking nature of the markets anyway. I mean, look at what's happened in the second quarter. We keep getting delivered bad news about COVID and other things, yet the stock market keeps going up. Well, as I've mentioned in past episodes, the stock market is all about what a company is worth, what their profits might be, and then discounting for some future expectations. The stock market is way ahead of you. It might not be right but it is way ahead of you. I mean, all of these events that I talked about, dot-com bubble, oil, inflation, has one thing in common. Each time they happen, people say, it's different this time, or this one is different. That's what they have in common. Nothing else. Oil is different than COVID. The Great Recession was different than the dot-com bubble. Black Monday was different than Vietnam. But they had one thing in common. Each and every time, people say this one is different. And why do I keep saying the new normal to my kids, to my wife, to my friends, to my clients? Because I keep hearing it on TV. I keep hearing everybody talk about the new normal. And it's true that every crisis is different. But I think the best way to deal with them is always the same. Did you hear me? Every crisis is different, dot com, different than 2008, etc. But the best way to deal with them is always the same. You see, we can't control the crisis, any of them, any of them that might happen. But you know what we can control? We can control how 
we respond to them. We can control our response to the crisis when it happens. I mean, you want to be prepared to deal with the unexpected before it happens, not when you're stuck in the middle of it. When you're stuck in the middle of it, you make bad emotional decisions. Now, I know that a lot of people, especially you that are listening to this show, it's not like you've sold your stocks. It's not like you've gotten out of the market. At least I hope you haven't. I know of a few that have. Most of you haven't. In fact, I read a study where 90% of people at, I can't remember which, if it was a 401k study or what, but they held steady. They stayed in the stock market. But there are a lot of people changing things around right now, looking at their mutual funds to see who has the best recent past returns and moving money around when they probably shouldn't be. They probably are because maybe they don't have any plan for their investments to begin with. But again, you want to be prepared to deal with the unexpected before it happens, not when you're stuck in the middle of it. Because you're stuck in the middle of it, well, you didn't spend the time preparing before it happened, and now it's like you're sinking in quicksand. That's why instead of calling we're going through right now the new normal, I think we should call it something different. I think we should call it the old normal. Call it the old normal because these things happen. Crises happen happen. I mean, let's go back to the first principles of dealing with uncertainty of the stock and bond markets. And even further, uncertainty in asset classes. I mean, I have a lot of people asking me right now, Scott, why are we in small cap stocks or why are we in value stocks when large growth is outperforming? Well, we got to go back to the principles of dealing with uncertainty of the stock and bond markets. Things don't line up exactly the way that we want them to ever. But we know that there are dimensions of higher expected returns, like in value, like in small, but we have to be patient through all of it, not only in the stock market, but in our asset classes. So going back to the first principles of dealing with uncertainty of the stock and bond markets, two things. We want to make sure we're doing two things. The first is Look at the probability of various outcomes and then decide how much risk you want to take. What does that mean? We need to figure out how risky you are. What is your risk tolerance? What is your risk capacity? What is your required rate of return to achieve everything that you want to? And then we can develop a portfolio that matches your risk level. And the only real way that I've found is through one of the sophomore programs that I use, which will actually show you with a 95% probability what the downside and upside is in the next six months of your portfolio. So if somebody is, say, a risk 50, and I'm just using this as an example, and the downside is negative 15% and the upside is positive 25% in the next six months, And someone looks at that and says to themselves, if my money, if my million dollars is down to 850,000, I'm selling. Because that is an outcome that I wouldn't be able to stay in. So by looking at all of the various outcomes, now we can find something that is right for each individual. 
that example I just used? Well, maybe they're more of a 40 risk level and not a 50 out of 100. That's number one. Look at the probability of various outcomes and then decide how much risk to take. And number two, be prepared for market downturns once or twice a decade. But accept this, my friend, accept that you'll never know when they're going to happen. I mean, we just went 11 years without a downturn, and I've spent the last eight years talking to people about exactly what's going on right now. Because I knew it was coming. I just didn't know when it was going to happen. I mean, in other words, you don't have to predict the crisis that's coming. You just need to be prepared for it. So if we can find our risk number, look at the various outcomes, decide how much risk we're going to take, and then be prepared for those market downturns once or twice a decade, the big ones, there'll be little ones too, man, you'll be in a lot better shape. And in order to do this, you need to have a plan though. You have to have a plan. Planning for potential crises doesn't just mean we are prepared for them when they come. That's not the only thing. It's important, but it's not the only thing. When we plan for a crisis coming up, it also means we feel better both before and after they come. Why? Because we know we have a plan to deal with them. You don't need to stress out about your investments because you already know the probability of the outcomes with a 95% certainty. You know that bad things are going to happen to the portfolio once or twice a decade. You know all this. You'll be able to rest easier. And if you have a good investment policy statement, that's what you will do. You will rest easier. If you don't already have a plan that includes crises and the range of possible outcomes, it's not too late to create one. I don't care if you're 25 or 75, it's not too late. Because you know what's killing us probably more than COVID? Well, maybe not right now. It's stress. And things get stressful, especially when you're retired, managing a large portfolio if you're not prepared for some of this stuff. You know, I don't make predictions, okay? But I want us all to be prepared. This is not the last crisis any of us is likely to experience. There will be many, many more. So let's make proper planning the new normal. Did you hear me? Let's make planning the new normal. So many of us are not planning. Now, I'm thinking that a lot of people that listen to this show, the reason you're listening is because you're a good planner. And planning for your retirement, planning for your investments like I just talked about with the crises, planning your taxes, insurance planning, estate planning, everything that's involved. Because you... As a family steward, well, that's your job. So what's the new normal? Let's make planning the new normal. All right, remember at the beginning of the show, I talked about that uh, that article in Business Week in August of 1979? I mean, they were in the middle of a crisis, an inflation crisis. At that time, it was called <laughs> the new normal. But what if we would have listened? Business Week, a highly respected magazine. What if we would have listened? Picture yourself 30 years old, 20 years old, I don't know. 
and you had $50,000 and you're like, whoa, this is the new normal. I mean, inflation has been killing us. The stock market is dead. I ought to take my money out of the market. Let's fast forward 51 years. If you would have taken your money out of the market, your cash would have grew. One month treasury bills, there was a percentage that one month treasury bills grew and you would have grown that money, the 50 grand to 250. But if that money were simply just put in the S&P 500, which is not something I recommend, but just looking at the index, your 50 grand today would be worth approximately 4.3 million dollars. That's the difference between not a very good retirement and a great retirement. If the new normal was the inflation and we believe we might not have enough to retire, if we believe the new normal was was planning, well, we would have had the retirement of a lifetime and a legacy. As a family steward, you need the new normal to be planning. That's investing, estate planning, insurance, spending plan, all of it. And if you do that, you will have a successful outcome in retirement. If you think the new normal is exactly what's going on and listening to the media, well, you could be that person years and years from now that are bitter because you didn't make the new normal planning, planning through a comprehensive way. That's all the time that I have, my friends. Thank you so much for listening to the show, but I will see you real soon on the flip side. Bye-bye, everyone. The Best in Wealth Podcast is hosted by Scott Wellens. Scott Wellens is the principal at Fortress Planning Group. Fortress Planning Group is a registered investment advisory firm regulated by the Securities Act of Wisconsin in accordance and compliance with securities laws and regulations. Fortress Planning Group does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through the Best in Wealth Podcast. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment, or legal advice.